And it seems like a, an accurate night to do this because there's a full, a full moon outside and it, it does feel a little chilly, so. When you are doing a paranormal demonstration, what keeps you from feeling pain? I, I believe my hypothesis is that Sasquatch used the tree cover all the way across to here. So I make it run towards it this way and then just stop. I move into another world, another dimension. She said it looked like the figure of an angel looking at them and taking care of them. And in that world, there is no pain. And there's a bomb shelter here or something? Yeah. I saw it trying to open the door. Assisted by his wife, Zara. Petrol will insert tube number six. Part of me thinks it's just all in your head. Part of me thinks it's just all in your head. Is that you banging that voice bathroom door? Noisy Cavern presents. We haven't really had a full-on K2 conversation when these have been lighting up, actually. I mean, I, I always get the sense that somebody's just staring at me, either from, like, the closet doors, like, cracked open. Oh my god! Oh my god! It means it's something paranormal. Hopefully, extraordinary. 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 Into the strange, the unexplained, the occult, and everything paranormal. Thank you for tuning in to the Dark Dimension. Is it a podcast or what is this? Um, I think it's a collection of narratives. Collection of narratives. Powerful, like that. powerful, powerful narratives. narratives. Powerful paranormal narratives. Perhaps that sounds Perhaps. like a great way to describe it. Anyway, this is our second episode. We're kind of um. They're a little spread out. Mm-hmm. I, I was hoping we could do, you know, like once a week, but it's turning out more like maybe once a month almost. Now, we were supposed to go to Anaheim High mm-hmm. School, but that kind of fell through. We're waiting to reschedule that date. I'm looking forward to that one. But we were fortunate enough to have Orange County Ghost and Paranormal contact us. They're Probably amazing, b- by the way. I love them. They're, they're a great group. Great bunch. They contacted us a week before Halloween asking if we'd be interested in going over to the San Juan Capistrano Playhouse, right? Yeah, and one of the oldest communities in South Orange County. Active. Definitely. It's one of the, the oldest active yeah, communities. It had a real um, old Western feel to it. And that's over by the uh, mission, San yeah, Juan Capistrano it's a Mission. beautiful community. So, yeah, you go you go through those streets and it definitely um, you do feel like you're walking into the past, especially with the mission. Mm-hmm. El Re- I think it's called El Rio Street on the other side of the train tracks. That's mm-hmm. that's the oldest um, inhabited street, I believe, is what they they said. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they contacted us and asked if we you know wanted to join them in this lock lockdown where they were going to get locked in to the El Camino Playhouse and investigate the place. This was my first time doing something like this, and it was definitely a new experience. What do you mean your first time? We took you out to Black Star, man. See, one thing is to be out in the open in the wilderness, but to be locked into an old structure that's been through so many different decades in time, it's it's more nerve-wracking. It is, and it, you know, inside that building, hearing the stories beforehand of what's happened in there who's supposedly passed 
mm-hmm. away in there or you know what kind of entities are still roaming the hallways mm-hmm. um hearing those stories kind of let your imagination run yeah so when you get thrown in there and you know the lights turn off and you know you're locked inside it kind of raises that level of um anxiety i guess in you you mm-hmm. start uh to anticipate like am i gonna hear this or am i gonna see this and you know your head just starts playing tricks on you so with that in i mean with that in mind does that have any effect on you um i would have to say that the spookiest place in the entire playhouse would be the theater itself and the backstage where they would build things I felt like a very cold presence back there. I couldn't explain what it was. Like that feeling on the back of your neck where you just have the hair stick up and you're just like, Or they blow on you. (laughs) Exactly, man. So they contacted us to do the filming for them, to to do the live stream, because it was live streamed. But we were there and we we started experiencing some technical difficulties right from the get-go. I mean, the minute we stepped in, I felt like... The energy just like dropped. It was like a heavy presence, and it was interesting getting to meet new people. They were very cheerful, very friendly, but um, the technology was just not cooperating. And we just tried to troubleshoot. We tried to go through everything, and all the connections were made. And cameras this, yeah. were malfunctioning. Um, I mean, and there was DVRs. no there was no like good explanation for it. So even from the beginning, we were just like, "This is a red flag." Yeah, and and the odd part was that it wasn't just one piece of equipment. It was like one piece after the other after the other. Everything just started failing, yeah. and we had to resort to the final thing, which was the cell phone. So yeah. we live streamed from the cell phones, which I think worked out okay. You know, I was walking around with a cell phone and a flashlight, mm-hmm. and, and I, I mean, for what it was, I think it, it turned out fine. Right. But yes, definitely the uh, technical difficulties were, were foreshadowing what was going to go on later in the night. And definitely a foreshadowing. <laughs> so the night started off with us actually doing a meet and greet with the folks that came in to to meet their crew right Mm -hmm. did you have any idea you were gonna be up on stage (laughs) i had no idea i had nothing prepared i got a little bit of a stage fright now too bad we didn't record that because that that would have been kind of funny and and cool to to listen to (laughs) us and and your response to um the introductions because we were introducing ourselves and kind of relating how or not relating (laughs) but but um talking about how we got attached to the paranormal or or you know, and yeah. your response was, do you remember what your response was? Uh, I said, oh, hi, my name is Carlos. And that immediately just got the crowd. Going, yeah, you rolled your R's. And he everybody rolls his was, R's. I don't know what it is about my R's. Everybody, everybody was getting excited <laughs> with the, that accent of yours. Um, and I said, I'm involved in the community, local activist and politics. And I can see how that goes into the realm of paranormal and conspiracy theories and somebody somebody just <laughs> broke out with a laugh and i was like oh that's cold but she's like wait that's that's fascinating you you said politics but how exactly does politics tie into the paranormal again yeah she was like holding on to every word i was saying and when i tied it in with the conspiracy <laughs> theories people were just like they loved that's, it i know <laughs> they're like that's the connection conspiracy theories yeah that was <laughs> i thought that was pretty cool yeah um and yeah that lasted for a good uh I think it lasted a little longer than I thought, maybe about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, close under to those two hours. bright lights. Yeah, those lights were bright. <laughs> I couldn't see anybody in the audience. All I could see were the lights blinding me. It took a while for what your if eyes. That whole to audience adjust. was just an apparition, right? Man. It wasn't. Nobody was actually there. <laughs> we weren't seeing anyone. 
but yeah, that took about two hours. And after that, they, you know, they got up and asked questions. And one lady in particular mentioned to one of the uh, mm-hmm. team members of OC Ghost and Legends not to go into a particular room. And right before that discussion, we were talking about the intentions of spirits and demons. And demons. Yeah, they yeah. started talking. That lady was really questioning the whole demon thing like what do you guys think about demons and demons is this and demons is that what was your take on that because you're, uh, you're you're a pretty religious guy right i'm an atheist but oh, you're fuck, an atheist, man. Okay. things but, like this just put me on edge like they so just, if you're an atheist why do demons put you on edge i don't know man i think it's just like humans overactive amygdala but in situations like this i tend to just be you know a huge question mark like what if they really are so with you questioning demons does that mean that maybe you also question whether there's a god too right i mean definitely so does that really make you an atheist perhaps an agnostic if anything if anything but this lady was like on that creeper side so that just got to me yeah she she really wanted to know wait but demons they come in the shape of little kids and you guys are here looking for a little kid named charlie was it charlie Charlie, right yeah me tocayo (laughs) looking for charlie how do you guys know he's not a demon and they kind of went off i'm no demon expert demonologist is i guess what they call him right Mm -hmm. but i do recall reading somewhere that whenever demons are present you get that smell of sulfur and it's always around 3 30 in the morning around that that time yeah and i'm not sure if that's uh daylight savings time (laughs) i don't know how they calculate that or figure that out man (laughs) yeah i I, I thought it was pretty cool and interesting but let's play a clip it's everybody getting ready and kind of excited for the night to start and you can kind of tell and and hear how everyone's a little on the um panicky side i guess because things aren't going as planned right Mm-hmm. So everyone's just kind of um, troubleshooting the tech, trying to troubleshoot and trying to get the the, the live stream going, right? Mm-hmm. You're broadcasting to me right now. No, this is I just what he did earlier. Right so. You want to place this somewhere? I'll yeah, keep yeah, this in. Like Actually, <laughs> should we show where it is or should we leave it somewhere? Uh, well, if we're gonna have, if you're gonna have one with you, and no, thank I you for reminding sorry. me that, because I need a. Excuse me, darling. Okay. Do we have any other reporters? Here's one. Just getting some batteries. You have to be a technical wizard. Is your phone hooked up to Facebook, Chris, and Twitter? It should be. So we check connections. I didn't. I don't. I didn't link it to um, Ustream. Okay, you are now. So yeah, we you know it was everybody preparing for um we were all over the, the night place. and yeah you know and that little it was a tiny room and there was like seven of us packed in there and I was kind of yeah. like uh, wiring all over the place. 
Um, yeah, it was chaotic to say the least. So right after we do all this, we prep and we go over to the main room to have a safety circle. What was that called? A safety what was circle. the term she used? I thought it was a safety circle. We basically got in the circle. It was like a prayer and circle. Said a pr- yeah, said a prayer to kind of protect us from any entities attaching or latching on to us. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. I thought it was kind of kind of cool, I guess. The candles were, you know, candles were burning. Um, yeah. She said her little prayer, and after that, we broke into our teams. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, take a listen. She explains why we do, or why paranormal groups do these circles, and you can kind of get an idea of what uh, what's entailed in it. All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to begin investigating the playhouse here <clears throat> and just as an introduction and to ensure that we have a safe investigation and that whoever is going to come forward and communicate with us that they understand that we are here peacefully and uh, respectfully so uh, we're going to go ahead and have Diane lead us in a uh, prayer circle here um, first of all I'd like to explain why we do the um a protection circle. Uh, anytime you do any sort of investigation, it's really important to protect and shield yourself um, against any sort of harm. Really, um, you want to make sure that you you're not harmed in any way, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And this is why we do it. Also, to kind of shield and protect yourself, even if the energy is a positive energy that you're dealing with, you don't want anything to come home with you. You want to make sure that you don't have any hitchhikers and that the energy stays where it is. So um, that's the reason why we do this. Um, Also, um, there are various ways to do protections. Um, And here are a few examples. Um, One of the things that you could do is imagine yourself in a a big bubble of uh, divine light or positive light. Um, And just make sure that that bubble is impenetrable. Anything cannot get in there. Um, and you mentally, you have to know that that nothing could get in and you are protected in there. So you have to feel secure and, and serene within this bubble. Um, also, there are other various ways you could actually do the whole um, Harry Potter um, invisible cloaking. Um, what you do is imagine yourself in this um, cloak and imagine yourself just disappearing um, below or in, inside this cloak so nothing can see you. Um, another way is to imagine yourself in a suit of arm, like a, a knight in shining armor. <clears throat> Just make sure, you know, that armor is strong, it's protecting, and, you know, you're just, it's there and solid. Um, there are other various ways that you could do it, depending on your faith, um, or you could do any sort of protection prayers. You could wear any sort of um, medallions that could be crosses, crucifixes, Star of David's, um, anything that you that's within your your faith is that you feel comfortable with. Um, also, there are various ways that you could use sage and holy water and anointing oils. Um, these were would be things that help ward off any sort of energies. And then also, um, you could also use crystals. Um, a lot of people use crystals. Let's say black tourmaline or black onyx, and sometimes even amethyst as, as a way to kind of ward things off. So, but whatever you choose, just make sure that you pick something that is, um, you feel confident, strong, 
and protected, most importantly. And then mentally, that you feel that nothing is going it, to, it's important to know that nothing is going to come in between that. So um, with that said, Amen. I think that's really it. <laughs> yeah. So no. And then um, we'll go ahead and do a prayer circle to kind of give you an example of what we're, um, what I'm talking about. It's really simple and easy and quick. Um, what you want to do is, this is how we do it um, in our meetings. Yeah. Don't burn. <laughs> <laughs> then a circle um, isn't going to work. A circle so, of fire. Okay. <laughs> Cameraman's on fire. Yeah. Okay, you guys ready? We're ready. Right. Okay. Um, we're going this. Um, we're going forward in this evening in this investigation, um, asking that we be surrounded by a bubble of white divine light. We are in this divine bubble, and nothing can penetrate us or penetrate into this bubble and we are completely protected inside. Um, our feet, uh, may our feet be like roots of a tree as it digs deep within the earth um, to help keep us grounded and secure. And then we also ask that our bodies be clear and perfect um, channels to receive any sort of um, information or guidance um, regarding the spirits that are in this location. Um, and with that, we ask that the spirits come forward and to help us um, come and speak to us and allow us to get to know them. And um, with that, we say we give great thanks um, to the spirits here. So with that, that's it. Okay, so right after that circle, we broke into our groups, right? Like I mentioned. And Carlos, you and I stayed in the main theater, mm -hmm. right? With, what was it, three of them, mm -hmm. right? And we were trying to make contact with, do you remember the names of the spirits? Eva was one. Eva, uh, Charlie. Char no, Charlie was the boy. It was Eva and, and George? Yeah, George. I think it was George. George. George was, was the, the tool. Stage, the tool guy, right? Yeah, the stage maker. Eva was the makeup, or not the makeup, but the um, seamstress. seamstress. Right. And so we were trying to make contact with them, and... Everybody started getting excited because they were seeing what looked like a white light kind of coming down the stairs. That scared the fuck out of me. That like, was, it was light and sudden and like with and, no warning too. Right. And right away, I, you know, I, I remember walking into the theater seeing that window in the lobby. Yeah. So that's the first thing that came to mind to me was these are probably cars going by and they're lighting mm -hmm. or, or the lights are coming through and they're just shining and it's making it look like it's walking down. And the reason I kind of, I, I remember watching episodes of like, you know, these ghost hunting um, shows and them debunk, you know, debunking floating apparitions or, or uh, you know, lights that they see inside yeah. with cars that are driving by the neighborhood or whatever and the windows facing a certain direction. Yeah. And that's the first thing that came to mind. But everybody got pretty excited, <laughs> pretty excited <laughs> when they saw that. And uh, just um, I want you guys to listen to to the excitement in their voices. It's just kind of it was kind of cool just to hear that stuff. You know, these people yeah. are really passionate about what they do, and so you know when you, when you experience these personal uh, personal things like this, you know you get you get pretty excited. Is there a reason why you stay? Did you see that? Yeah, there's a reflection from... Oh, there's windows out there, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That could be cars going by. Okay. There's, there's two reflections on either side. Okay, did you did you see anything over there, too? Okay. I that one. <laughs> that one's, I know. For a second there, it seemed like it was a mist. Um, okay. Whew, okay. 
Um, if you are. I saw that. What did you guys see? Did you see it? No, it was like a lady in a dress or something. And it was over here. Yeah. It was Holy. right here. It was that same That way. was great. It was that same way. Thank you. Wow. I saw you before when you came by when we were rehearsing for a show. So thank you. My spine shut. I am <laughs> stunned. That was wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so, yeah, at that moment they were having session i guess with who mm -hmm. they thought was eva but then we debunked it as being the walkie-talkie right frequency messing um, with the did they ever debunk the light though i don't know if um i know part they, of me wants to think that that was something legit but it could have easily been light reflecting off one of the windows yeah because we never we never went outside and actually you know tested the light it from, yeah from the outside so that might be something to check up on later later on I guess so right after that we went over to the black box the black now box. tell us about the black box Carlos so the black box was much smaller than the theater there was a small stage um, there is a large old-school mirror with two stands on the sides and in the back there was a prop of like a dead person crouching over which spooked one of the uh, <laughs> people on the team i think he had a name i, I don't remember what they named him i don't there. recall either <laughs> but this one was like pitch black when everything was off it was just you couldn't see your own hand in front yeah, of you nothing so we're sitting in there and well before we started anything we pulled down the the rope, rope. that's the right rope, yeah we we pulled down because we had seen that rope earlier today it was a noose mm -hmm. for lynching um and they had also set up some, um, what do you call those? Some trigger objects? Trigger objects. Yes. They had Sorry, a, thank you. Um, I think a They had a mirror. Toy. They had a mirror, the dolls, the, the rocking chair. Yeah. And the mirror was actually working. We remember them setting it straight up and down. Yes. So it was, so the, the stands on the sides that held up the large, long mirror were parallel to the, to the plane of the flatness of the mirror. And uh, on a few occasions, we could have sworn we saw it move a few degrees backwards as if someone was pushing it. Yeah. And not only that, but there seemed to be small handprints. Fingerprints, right? Handprints, yeah. Because it was a dusty mirror. It hadn't been cleaned in a while. So nobody had the hands of a kid there. So that was That very, was kind of strange. Very strange. And um, let's listen to the audio clip because there's. I, I did pick something up when I was listening to the audio mm -hmm. earlier. Let's hear it. It sounds like um, the mirror being pushed or something. It scratches mm -hmm. on the mirror, and then about five, six seconds later, you hear us saying, like, or not us, but you hear you hear one of the investigators mm -hmm. say, hey, I, I hear something over there. So they shone the light. And, and at sure that point, enough, the mirror had already moved. Had already moved. And, so and nobody we, was standing close to it. And we actually tested the mirror to see how hard of a push... It would you take had to, to give it, it to move it yeah. and if it would move on its own with a draft or something see that's the thing too there weren't any doors open or any windows open AC was no shut off was, the AC was off no one was close to the mirror and um, the way it was screwed in the mirror's own weight wouldn't allow for it to move on its own 
So we were just trying to figure out an uh, explanation as to why it moved, but we couldn't seem to find one. Now we're hoping that if our phantom child, Charlie, is here, we have a little rocking chair set up here with some dolls, some very eerie and disturbing dolls. Creatures. But we're also experimenting with a mirror here. And we want to see if anything will manipulate the mirror. All right, we want you to try and make yourself known so we can see you or hear you. We dropped a rope down. And we want you to go up to it and give it a big push. We got all kinds of things in here that you can you can use to make some noise. There's some doors up on the stage. There's a mirror. JC, why don't we give the viewers some perspective of when we shut off all the lights. See how dark it is in here. And this is what we call the black box room. Did you hear that? What's that? Something over here. Something over here moved. Hey, why is that mirror moving? I heard it. I heard it move. I heard it. That's not straight anymore. I heard it. What? I heard it. That I heard. I heard it. That's no longer straight. I heard it. Now, did you get that on film when it was straightened? When yeah, you walked in didn't, here? You, didn't you? We saw it when it was straight, because I came back here and took a shot of it. Yeah, that was uh, Now it's slanted. And is there a draft in here? No, the ACs are all no. off, right? The ACs are all off. Do I see dust on the mirror? Maybe there's prints? Do you want to put some light up on there? See? I heard it. I heard it. Do you have any fingerprints on the mirror? Um, I see some, like... But that could be from anything. Okay, we're going to set this back the way it's supposed to be. See, we're straightening it out. How um, hard of a push you have to give it for it to... Oh, it's pretty tough. You would have to... Yeah. You would have to lift it, right? That has some weight and to it. And then even then, it doesn't... Well, are you holding... So you heard the scratches, mm -hmm. and about five seconds after that, he, you know, he's like, "I heard something over there." And sure enough, that mirror and out of place. A few seconds afterwards, we flashed the light, and it seemed like it had moved, and it had 
small finger handprints on the dust of the mirror itself. Now, in that same room, we also experienced what appeared to be the noose or that rope swing. Well, we saw it swinging. We just don't know how the hell <laughs> that could have happened, right? I can't think of a explanation as to why that happened. I mean, I was standing next to you and the other man was standing next to your uh, right side, but we're easily a good five or six feet away from, from the, the noose rope? itself. Yeah. So take a listen and see if you can hear. This is what I thought I heard. I thought I heard um, with the audio, the actual pulley, which is the wheel that uh, brings the rope and you know down and up. Yeah. Sounds like you can hear it being nudged Mm -hmm. and so that you know that's at the point where it it either got pulled or let go or if it was a spirit the spirit probably took a jump and committed suicide i don't know who knows (laughs) it's crazy but for our viewers who are watching if there is anything that you were able to see that we cannot see please let us know Coming like very little, like Isn't that rope here somewhere? I don't want to walk into it. Ooh. Oh. Did you walk into it already? No, I said I don't want to. I don't you did why, that. Shut up. Why is it moving? You just walked over there. No, I didn't. You did too. Did you walk over to that rope? No, I was yeah, right I by him. Right next to me. You sure? Yeah. I was How right by him. Yeah, no, he did not. He did not walk. Next I was right by there. Shut up. Are you serious? I was yeah. right by him. Yeah, he was right next to me. I was right next to him. I said, I don't want to walk into it, but I was standing right here. I was standing right here. I said, I don't want to walk into okay, it. Okay, guys. Actually, you want to explain? Whoa, 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 Okay, seriously. He was right next to me. I was right next to him. I said, I don't want to walk into this rope. That's why I stopped. If you move that rope. And that's why, you know. For us, yeah. <laughs> when I you, have that, you have that on camera, right? Well, just right now, yeah. Did the the viewers know that we were not standing next to that rope? This was live streaming right now. They heard his voice. Do you guys see that rope? That's the door. Just tag our audio, that's the door. Door. This thing was swinging hard. Holy crap. I'm really watching my language right now. (laughs) That was really... At this point, it was moving violently back and forth. Right. And you know, that's the thing that we were debating afterwards is, did he accidentally touch it and set its movement? But even if had the man touched it, his height would not have allowed for such a uh, such a movement. Because right. it was moving violently was as violent if something movement. was hanging back and forth like it had just been hung. And now the other thing was, if he would have smacked it to actually make it move that fast and that hard, we would have heard that smack with air. Yeah. You know, you it would have been like a swing, and then him running back to position yeah, himself where he was at. And that's the thing; we can't hear him taking footsteps. No either. footsteps, walking towards her, or, or like hustling back. Yeah, he was like five or six feet. So from I'm still, I'm still, I don't know. I'm not sure. It, it was, it was cool. It was cool to see, but I, I still don't know if um, there's just so many variables, and I'm not sure if I can say yes that 
was something paranormal or there was some other explanation for it. But cool to, to experience for sure. Now, he was having a lot of experiences, right? He was, man. Uh, there was another incident in the theater where he said he could feel his face burning. His neck. His, neck, his neck was neck. burning. That was around the time where we could have sworn we saw one of the curtains rip down out of the Right, loop. right. And we did get that on audio. So let's take a listen. It should be coming through. Right. Remember that ball? We got a, a device that turns on uh, some pretty lights. Can you try to put it on them? What was that? That just came off the hinge, huh? Do you see that? Up there? Is that, did something touch you? Something touched me. Look at the curtain. Was that connected? God, my face is burning. Look at this. Shh. Is there something on me? On my neck? Yeah, my neck is burning. Yeah, there's nothing on you. My fucking neck is burning. There's nothing? My fucking neck is burning right here. Can you try to put it on so yeah, his neck was burning is what he says. I didn't see any marks on him, but he was, it seemed like he was a target, right? What was up with that, man? I, I have no idea. He's, uh, he's probably a trigger object himself. <laughs> is that know. a thing? Could people be trigger objects? They, they could. You, you can bring somebody into an investigation and experience more things with them around it than just excites, when they aren't. excites the ghosts. Yeah, I guess uh, spirits and entities are attracted to, you know, so, certain people give off certain energies, I guess, that they can could draw on. There was a voice, an EVP I thought I picked up that sounded mm-hmm. like a man. And what do you think this voice was saying? Actually, before that one... I caught one that sounds like it's saying cheese and crackers. <laughs> cheese and crackers. Cheese and crackers. I thought it was funny, and I want to share it because I just, it sounds funny. It's a novel. Spirit wanted some cheese and crackers or something. And right after this one, I thought you heard a man kind of give a shout like, Arr! or get out. I don't know, something, something weird like that. But take a listen and see what you guys think. What? I didn't even think of that. You thought about that? What? 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 Shoot. The black man next to the rope? Capistrano? That's Lynchin. He shouldn't be here. That's why I was swinging. Okay, I'm going to move the rent pod onto that thing up. Jeez, some crackers. Did you hear it? Yeah. Here comes the man, okay? That's all of us walking. Thanks. What the fuck? It sounds like a. Like can you hear? Can you hear it now, though? It sounds like uh, like a pain, kind of a yell, like someone right. hurt themselves. 
That's disturbing. That is quite. And quite it's like because you can now you can, can, hear can it. now you can hear like push your headphones and you'll hear it even the better. Black man next to the rope, Capistrano. That's lynching. Shouldn't be here. That's why I was swinging. And move the red pod onto that thing. Yeah, I definitely hear that. Did you hear? Does it sound like it's saying "get out, get out," or something, something weird like that? It could be expressing some sort of uh, explicit. But it sounds angry, doesn't it? It does. It sounds like either painful or it's angry or both. So that was another uh, another you know EVP, I guess you can say. Now, this one I thought was freaking awesome. This next okay. EVP that I'm going to play on here. Now, okay. Kathy was given or or uh she was asking questions talking about a play and and seeing if the spirit or the entity wanted to perform for um mm-hmm. what's his, what was his name i forget his name he was the guy with the brilliant radio voice <laughs> the radio voice guy he was an actor there at, at camino real and so she was asking the spirit if the spirit would perform for him and if you listen to her questioning are asking the questions, you'll hear a response that sounds like it's directed at the question. Right. So, so it's interactive. So, yeah, it's interacting for sure. So take a listen and see if you guys can hear it, and, and then I'll let you know what I thought I heard. We're going to be leaving shortly, but Daryl's going to remain here, and Andrew will be coming in here too. Be sure and uh, show them a good time. You know, let this be the time that Daryl watches you perform. Would you like that? Would you like to give him a show? He's always been really good at doing fabulous shows for you. Now you could do it for him. Okay, so this EVP was picked up, again, in the, uh, the black box. The black box. And so what we thought we heard was um, right after she was asking the questions about performing or, you know, the person performing on that stage, you hear a voice that sounds like it's asking, what is he in or what was he in? And, hey, uh, that could be the ghost asking, "What play was he in?" Right, right. What play huh. was he in, or what was he in? Interesting. But um, yeah, I thought that was a very cool, cool EVP. So, what did you think? I think I'm an agnostic now. <laughs> <laughs> you think the place is haunted? Do you think? I think I want to bring the man that's a trigger object again. That yeah. is where I would take this. So you think you need that's, more proof? That wasn't enough for you? Not yet, no, no. I would want to repeat a few things just to settle things. Okay, so Carlos says he's still undecided. 
I um, I don't know. I th- I think there was some interesting stuff going on in there, but I'm not sure if I can say for a fact that it it is haunted. I would need more, I guess, more data, right? Go in there and see if I can catch more stuff. Yeah. Now the team OC OC Ghost and Legends. This is, I think, the third time they've been there, and they've caught some yeah, pretty amazing EVPs themselves, and they've had personal experiences. Maybe it just takes uh, two, three tries, <laughs> you know, going to that location and finding yeah. out if it, you know, if it is haunted or not. But regardless of whether it was haunted or not, the experience was amazing. Not too many people get to say that they they stayed at a location, locked in, you know, right at midnight on Halloween, right? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to give it another try. Speaking of, um, if you guys are interested... And taking tours with OC Ghost and Legends, you can go visit them on their website, Orange County Ghost and Legends Paranormal. They give uh, four different level tours, and yeah, like I said, visit their website. So if, if you guys do end up checking it out or purchasing tickets, make sure you mention Noisy Cavern, Dark Dimensions. Anyway, Carlitos, hmm. want to say your goodbyes? I hope all y'all have a good night. Buenas noches. Until then, this is Dark Dimensions.